Welcome to the WRSU Crew, the revolutionary show to hear all things sports, from your very own Rutgers Athletics to the hot topics in all professional and collegiate sports from around the globe, coming to you from your own Rutgers students. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your ride with the crew. And we're coming at you live here from the fourth floor of the Student Center for the Tuesday crew. Jake Schmid, Dylan Allen, Chris Sakonis, and Troy DeSavino here with you guys on a another gorgeous spring April day. Nice and warm. How's everybody doing today? Doing well. Doing well. You know, you said it. Good spring day. Can't complain. No complaints even here. Too, Jake. Yeah, even yesterday was a nice day, too. The whole... Start of the week is nice. So Wasn't far. nice for the Mets, though. I mean, I'll get in that probably later. I have a big rant <laughs> for that about the I'm opening day. I'm excited to hear that. But, uh, Chris, this is probably, you know, a good day for you. Uh, multiple reasons. It's sunny, and Chris likes to run. So that's always a good option yes. as well. Uh, but, Chris, you know, there's no more jo- uh, Sam Darnold. There's no more Sam Darnold. He's gone. Isn't He's it go- amazing? It's, it, I, never, I never thought we would get it would take this long. No, I did. Actually, I thought it would happen closer to the draft or even on draft night. Well, the same month as the draft, give or take, you know, a couple weeks, yeah, April 29 yeah, weeks, April 29, we, we, just 23 days away. Yeah, we're cooking up uh, something for our WRSU mock draft and we'll drop those details in a little bit. But exactly. Um, but I want to get it's... your pick on this because now at number two, they're expected to select BYU QB Zach Wilson after that back and forth whole thing and a little bit of a dismal, unimpressive day of uh, pro day for um, uh, Justin Fields. I saw uh, Bill Belichick was shaking his head after a couple throws there. Um, but the Jets got a decent haul for Darnold. They got a 2021 uh, six rounder this year, but also next year they have second and fourth rounders in the 2022 draft. Uh, which is pretty good considering some of the baggage, that extra baggage that Sam Darnold uh, was going to go as well. Um, so, you know, Darnold's going to the Carolina Panthers. Um, and even Joe Douglas admitted that the Jets didn't do enough to help Darnold. He was said that they have to do a better job of starting the next QB with talent. And I think the Jets are in a better position than they were when they signed, uh, when they drafted Darnold initially. They got a second, a fourth, and a sixth for statistically the worst starter in the NFL. Exactly. He's the, he's the worst. I, I mean, who else, who else saw that coming? I know I didn't. No. They're banking on his upside. That's pretty much the the, the gamble they're taking here. So they also wanted Watson, if I, too, If I were Carolina. a Panther fan, I'd be very upset. We should get Brant on here for an exclusive segment. He's the Panthers fan. We all know we should get a one on talk and see how we look. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you get all of your, your jets feelings out first before I tear it all down. So get your, <laughs> get your rants out there about how the what jets are you walked away the down? winner of this. Troy, 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 just go ahead. No, get it out. Get it out. Ignore Don't even pretend I'm here. Just get it, get it out. And then I'll come in. How's that sound? The New York jets have 21 draft picks in the next two years. They literally traded for an extra draft class. And and most of those picks are in the top half of the draft, either this year or next year. They've got five picks in the first three rounds next year, this year. And they've got five in the first, or actually six in the uh, first uh, three rounds next year. Joe Douglas is a guy who has built his entire career on drafting and evaluating talent well. 
taking all of this into consideration, the Jets' future is the brightest it's been in a very long time. A you know, very Troy, long time. I seem to, <laughs> me, I seem to recall look, those Troy. same words being sent, uh, being said when when this very man was probably drafted. Yeah, that's I agree with that one. That's, that's what I was going to say. The same, same feelings. Seconds. No, that's what now. my point was going to be. So I'm going to let. I'm gonna, it's always different. Here's why it's, it's always different. It, no, it yes. is. It's different. This, <laughs> this time it's is always different. different. I agree with Just that. Just like when this Sam year, the Cowboys Darnold, are going to win the Super Bowl. It's different. When Sam Darnold was drafted, <laughs> the head coach of the Jets was Todd Bowles. Very good defensive coordinator, not a good head coach. Doing well with Todd Tampa. Bowles. And the general manager was Mike McCagnan. That is a horrendous front office. And he also had Mike no McCagnin, talent. McCagnan, the then. guy who, um, literally everyone in the two draft classes before Darnold is out of the league now. That's how bad he was at drafting. And he also overpaid a lot of people that were past their prime. Like, remember when he uh, got Ryan Fitzpatrick and the second Gore. year he stunk up the joint? Did he draft Leonard Flo- uh, and- Leonard Williams, though? Well, William, oh yeah, all right, let me rephrase that. Neither not in the NFL or on another team. Like Jamal Adams, too. I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah. Most of them were not in the NFL. You're, you're right, Williams is still in the NFL, obviously, but not on the Jets, so who cares? Um, but my point is, now the New York Jets have Joe Douglas, general manager who not only knows how to acquire picks, but knows how to use them, and apparently Robert Sala. <laughs> A coach who I believe has what it takes to bring players to New York, to coach them well. And I, I think, you know, I love the Robert Sala hire when it happened. And I still love it. And I think that the combination of Douglas and Sala, they're going to give the Jets the, the right kind of leadership to rebuild this team. If I can add one thing before Troy goes and, and does whatever he wanted to say, just to add on to, you know, to Chris's point um, this year, the jets would have had to pay him over $18 million to just keep him on the roster. So um, you know, looking from there as well, it's not the worst move by the jets to kind of hit the reset button on the rookie deal for a quarterback and to kind of build around that and have the opportunity to build around that. It's kind of what the giants are doing now taking advantage of Jones's contract, whether you think he's good or not, regardless, he's not making big money. So they're taking advantage of it. I think that's what the jets are going to try and do. If Zach Wilson is the answer or whoever they decide to go with. And that's a trend with a lot of these good teams with young quarterbacks. It's that, you know, they take advantage of the fact that, you know, quarterbacks don't need to sit and learn for a year or two years the way they used to. Now they can contribute at a young age and, you know, in some cases, they become superstars like a year or two out of college. I mean, Mahomes, you know, he didn't play his, his uh, first year. And then next thing you know, he's running all over the NFL. And, you know, that's kind of like one of the go-to models now for NFL teams is to draft a young quarterback, put talent around him, and try to exploit that because quarterbacks are making obscene amounts of money right now. And unless, you know – there's some changes in the structure of how uh, of how the salary cap and the max salary, whatever. Um, not going to get into that because um, I already had one economics class and it's more than enough. Um, but 
that's going to be something that teams are going to look to exploit. And I think the Jets are primed to do the same thing between the draft capital they have, the cap space they have, and, you know, the front office that they have. You know, the Jets are in as good of a position as they've been in the last decade. Should I? All right, Troy, what do you have Troy, to let's say jump now? You've been this smirk this it. whole time. I, I want to hear what you have Chris, to say. Chris, if, if this is the best position the Jets have been in the de- in the past decade, this might be the most abysmal decade of any Long-term. NFL franchise ever. Now, so, to be clear, let I'm me talking tell about you... the long-term. I'm not talking about – I'm not saying they're going to win a Super Bowl this year. Sure, we can go long-term. That. That's fine. That's okay. fine because that, w- that would take into account young talent, consideration of how they've performed in their first year, what we expect to see for growth. That's fine. Let's take that into consideration. How about it? Yeah, when Sam Darnold came in, sure, the offensive line wasn't great. No. Wide receiver core, not great either. Running back? Who even was the running back at the time? Who knows? It was probably some ex-Browns player in the halfback position. Defense, Isaiah not Crowell. too great. Yeah, it was probably Isaiah Crowell. There you go. Defense, Isaiah Crowell. Defense, not too great either. So I wonder what's changed since Sam Darnold's come in. They must have like a really good offensive line if they're getting ready to draft a new guy. Yeah. Or the wide receiver yeah. core must be phenomenal, right? Has to be. Oh, wait. Pro football focus. What are you, You're telling me the Jets have the bottom four offensive line in the league? Oh, well, their wide receiver core must have gotten better, right? Joe Douglas came in. Must be better. Oh, wait, last year they had a bottom five wide receiver core in the league? That Chris, that can't be right. And they had no, a Frank bottom Lewis, running no, back? No, that's all right. And it doesn't so take wait, anything away I'm from con- my point. I'm, hold on, I'm confused, though. Why would the quarterback coming in this year be set up better for success to what Sam Darnold had to deal with four years ago? So you would think, are they just going to waste another high draft pick on a quarterback who's going to be traded in four years from now so they can do this all again? No. Instead of spending no. these these picks on really good offensive linemen, it's interesting. I don't because well, I don't see a difference between what happened between this and four years ago, except except there's a new staff in the in the building that since they haven't been around long enough, Jets fans have faith that they are going to be the new people to fix this entire franchise. And from history, what history has shown us is not one management team has been able to do that. And Joe Douglas hasn't proven anything yet for us to believe that. He's going to be able to take a situation that happened exactly the same way four years ago, but have completely different outcomes. So I don't, well, I don't know. I'm not sold on this. I think Sam Darnold, he, his family and his friends threw him a party when he got traded from the Jets. I think he's the big winner of this. I think he gets a fresh start with the, with the franchise that can actually take care of him a little bit better. And I think whoever gets drafted number two in this draft, I think their career is over. I think it's completely over already. I so. think that's okay. There are a lot of problems with what you just said there. First off, you you haven't even mentioned the biggest factor in all of this that makes this situation so much different than what Sam Darnold's was. Coaching. Oh, I did. I did address that. Oh, I said. I I know. No, but, but you said, really you know, didn't. No, because you were you focusing a, on the talent on the roster. No, but we can but, talk about coaching too. Yeah, sure. Because you got Adam fresh coaching Gaze, coming okay, in. Can I can I just be completely honest here, Troy? Adam Gase, in my opinion, alone, take out the talent deficiencies. And I'm not going to act like the Jets roster is loaded right now. My whole argument is based on what the Jets roster can be. And, you know, when you have as many high draft picks as Joe Douglas does, when you have the cap space that he has, um, when you have a respected coach like Sala, who, you know, most people around the league respect and think, you know, be a good head coach, you know, that's 
that makes the team such an attractive destination. And, you know, that's the kind of capital. Last time the Jets had this kind of capital was in like 2012 when they had John Idzik as their GM and they drafted like, I think like 11 of the 12 draft picks they had, like never started for more than a year. Like it was an abysmal draft. But my point is they've got a guy who's proven to draft well. They've got a coach that, in my opinion, is a, a probably the best hire the Jets have ever made in any position since I started watching them by far. Um, this is all about what the team can be. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this time next year, the Jets will be hanging up the Super Bowl banner at MetLife. That's not what I'm saying. Um, if they make the playoffs, great. I'm not banking on it. I think I, I also, the big difference here is I also trust Joe Douglas to get the quarterback pick right. I tend to lean towards Justin Fields. It might be Zach Wilson. I'd be fine with that. Um, but I think that, you know, the Jets just have the flexibility and the assets to get a lot of good young talent onto this team in a relatively short period of time. Um, and I think that for what it's worth, you, if Robert Sala were coaching the Jets this past season, they're, they're not a 2-14 and 14 team. They're not good. They're not a 2-14 and 14 team. I'll tell you what I think is going to happen. I think they're going to draft a guy. Obviously, since the roster is not there, they're not going to be great, right? I mean, like, what's their ceiling? Um, you know, what what's their what's their ceiling going to be? Six wins? It depends. It depends on it's, who. I have to look. I, we can't really fully speculate because we won't really know until we have the draft done. Once we know what all of this year's picks have turned into and we can you know, say, all right, we got this guy to fill this hole. We got this guy to fill that hole. Um, you know, how do they project? I think that's when you can really get into the nuts and bolts of, you know, what the ceiling for the Jets are. I'll put it to you this way. You've got better coaching. That alone will earn you a couple more wins because the Jets coach themselves out of a couple games. Uh, the Raiders in particular comes to mind. Um, Robert Sala is not a cover zero guy. Sorry to disappoint. Um, but it depends on what the depth chart looks like. I think they could win like six, seven games. I think they could, I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I think they could be in the picture late November. I think that's doable. Um, and I think considering how this team has been run and how they've been coached and how they've been put together, I think for year one of a new coach, I, I would consider that successful. And then the next year you make the playoffs. So what will most likely happen, and this just, this has nothing to do with the actual Jets. This is just like with where a roster, if, it doesn't matter the team. And this would be where the roster would be comparable to any other team for the next two to three years, probably. Um, a realistic thing that could happen, maybe six wins. And then a season after that, maybe another six wins. And then the fan base that is so used to being betrayed and hurt by bad talent or mismanagement is going to start saying, Oh, this quarterback's not so good. What are we doing here? This this guy can only get us six wins. Let's draft a new guy. Let's do it all over again. And here we are. Yeah, I thought you no said this good... wasn't targeting at the Jets. Well, I, this could be the Giants, too. I mean, for the past few years, this could be the Giants. This hey, could listen. be the Eagles. This could be a lot of teams. Um, well, the, hey, and hey, you hey. Know, the six the six win Giants would have won the Super Bowl if it weren't for Doug Peterson. Let's just get that out of the way. 
We would have beaten the Bucks. I don't, I, did, no. <laughs> we lost to them by two in the regular season. Playoff, Tom Brady in the playoffs still in, uh, No, 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 no. He's, no Giants, I mean, Giants I think, put themselves in that own position. That was their own wrongdoing. I know that's a dead argument, but my argument is win more than six games. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, no, that's what I'm agreeing I with. Like to, I like to poke fun. You know, they did not have <laughs> any deserving rights to get into the playoffs. Um, but I, I think, think they're, eight and I nine think they're this taking year, the division this year. That's it. I That's my prediction. Sorry, Troy. I don't think you're, you the, the Cowboys' defense is good enough. I said I think I honestly have confidence that the Giants can win the division this year. I, I don't know about that. I think eight and nine is a good record for the Giants. You know that extra game. I'd be happy with eight and nine. I, I'm saying I, I I I we have the eighth easiest schedule this year. We had the second hardest last year, and we won six games. The second hardest. You know, with the eighth easiest this year, they got another hard schedule this year. Do you see? I who saw they're somewhere they had year? the eighth easiest. Yeah, I know, but I, I saw they had the eighth easiest overall. Com- like, combining all the records. Now, I guess that number is weighed because the NFC East was terrible and you play every team twice, so I guess that outweighs that a little bit. But, you know, still, I would rather have that than the second hardest compared to last year. You know what I mean? Like They do have an easier if, home schedule than they do away. I will say that. I mean, the Raiders, they just lost all their O-linemen this year, pretty much. We right, but on the road, they're facing the Chiefs and the up-and-coming Finns and the Buccaneers. Yeah, well, I'm still not sold on Tua. I honestly think that that's a winnable game. Um, I mean, honestly, it, they'll, they're going to draft probably Jamar Chase in the draft, and that might be you know, a, a challenge, but I think the Giants' defense is good enough to compete with an offense like that. And I think that that game would be closer than most people think. Chris, honestly. I want to go back to the I, Jets I for a second. Dylan, I like your point about the Giants. And I'm, you know, I'm as a, as a Giants fan, you know, gotta, gotta love that. But Chris, the Jets, you know, they get Zach Wilson, right? Like, how do you think how, this guy is not going to get sacked as many times as Darnold hasn't? Like, no, this is an offensive line that still needs a lot of fine tuning, I feel. Well, well the, the offensive line is not done yet. They're not done yet. They're probably going to draft an alignment at some point. Chris, yeah. not to mention, let me just... not to mention, hang on. Did, did they not just draft the best tackle in last year's draft in Mekhi Becton? It was either him or the guy on Tampa. I'm forgetting his name, but it was either one of those two. Yeah. Mekhi Becton was a good pick. He's one guy. Stud. Well, oh, yeah, but he's in the most important position. Was he left tackle? Left tackle. Yeah, that's, left, that was a good left pick. Left tackle. You still need a center to snap you the ball. It was a very good pick, Chris. Which is why just... I thought four Penny other guys Sewell on the line been the better, would have been the better answer. You what? Well, what is it, Troy? On the team, it, it would be. Um, you can't just like be like, let's get a quarterback. We'll figure the offensive line out over the next couple of years. Like we'll build it around him. Well, it no, will no, get no, better. No, no. Pro- hold on, second, hold on, hold on. It will get better progressively over the next year or two, and he'll be fine after that. You know why you can't do that? Yes. Sam Darnold that's is how, a walking That's how you build the team you... from the ground up. No, that's not. You don't how you wait build until the team from the everything up. is picture perfect that's, in every other that's position, not true. and then you get a quarterback because you're not going to be in a position to draft one. That's not true. Actually, that'd be the exact that position how you how you draft one. It's better to build the offensive lineup first and then insert the quarterback there. Sam Darnold is walking proof that you can't get a quarterback and then build an offensive line because that first year or that first two years is so crucial. If the guy goes out there and gets sacked like 50 times and just takes a beating and throws 20 interceptions because he's constantly under pressure, his confidence, gone, shattered. He's not going to be a quarterback at an elite level ever in the NFL. You can't do it backwards. You have to have a decent core at least to protect your quarterback to allow him to make decisions to, to possibly set him up for success you can't draft a quarterback and be like 
we'll build the offensive line over the next year or two because those are the two most important years in this guy's career. You got to set him up for success first. Troy. They're not ready for a quarterback. They're not even remotely ready for a quarterback. Well, they, no, they should just have, have, you should have, just had have some the bum. perfect situation. It, it, I, in a perfect world, yes, you would have the O line, you know, in but fully you can in have place the perfect before world. you get a quarterback. You've had, but you, but you can't. You can't. You can. It's not you can. always feasible. You've had, no, you've you had can't. four years of great draft of great draft capital. Use it. Draft an offensive line for four years straight. Prepare yourself, and then by the time that happens, guess what? You could have an elite run game, you could draft a great quarterback, and you guys would be set up for success. But the Jets don't do that. They don't do it. Because they draft a quarterback with their first-round pick every four years. That's what they're going to do. Troy, how, how long would you wait for the New York Jets to get a quarterback? I would have done it. I, I, I would have. Well, I mean, this is a rolling question because they keep not doing it correct, right? If you asked me well, three no, no, years no, no. ago, Hang I'd say three no, no, years no. from now, let's let's draft right and let's set let's set ourselves you up. You can't, for but you can't wait that long. You can't because here here's why you can't. You're say you're Joe Douglas, right? You yeah. have a six year deal with the Jets. You're in like the end of year two, right? You have a quarterback who statistically was the worst quarterback, starting quarterback in the NFL, right? Yeah. You have the second overall pick, a highly valuable commodity. In the NFL. And you have multiple highly touted quarterbacks to choose from. Justin Fields, Zach Wilson. If you want to throw Trey Lance in there, sure, but he's probably going to go towards the back end of the first round. Really comes down to Wilson or Fields at this point. If you're Joe Douglas and you pass on either of those, you say, um, we're going to give Sam more time. And then, you know, we're going to focus on building the team around him. Okay, great. Year goes by. Sam Darnold is still a bad quarterback because he cannot read a defense. Troy, you want to talk about pressure? Look at his film from the dropbacks where he didn't have any pressure on him, and he is still missing wide open receivers and throwing into double coverage and not That's getting not, his feet set. It's not exactly what I'm saying because, yes, how many years are left on Sam Darnold's rookie contract? This would be his last year. I think well, there's last one more full and then next year, year, and then he has year. a fifth year option. Okay. It's worth like 25 I'm, mil. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why this is a perfect situation for Joe Douglas and he's messing it up massively. You do you do the hard work. You get a guy like Becton last year in the draft, right? Your your message right. when you come into the GM as the Jets, you need to be like, fans, guess what? We're not winning a Super Bowl in the next three years. Hold your horses. Let's do this the right way. Let's not cheap out and try to get the quick success because it's not happening for the Jets. You got to build up. So what he should have done is, guess what, Jets fans? It's not going to be flashy. First couple of years, we're going to build a foundation. Every year, we're going to go into this draft. We're going to get the best quality players that we need. They might not be those elite skill player positions. They might not be those elite quarterbacks. But guess what? When the time comes and we finally do get our elite quarterback early in the first round, because guess what? Every year, there's every other year, at least, there's a quarterback coming up that's saying like, oh, this guy is going to be good enough to lead a franchise. Just how it is. It's just how it is. It's not like the guy you're going to get this year. Is okay, going to but be the Jets aren't necessarily anyone. going to be Hold in a position on. to draft him. That's yeah, the other will. thing. Yes, they will. No. no and guess won't. what? If they're not, Chris, then the plan is going phenomenally. It's going phenomenally if that's the case. No, because but it's not what? going be phenomenally because then you yes, can't draft would. a quarterback because your pick's not high enough. But you're but that means you're winning more games. You could figure it out then. If you're winning that many games without a quarterback, that means you're building a good team. That means you're building a good team and you're a piece you away think, to adding it. Let me be honest with let me let me ask you an honest question. If Joe Douglas did what you said he should do didn't draft a quarterback 
said, we're going to get everything else ready and then we'll get the quarterback. And the next year, either Wilson or Fields, doesn't matter which one, goes to another team and balls out and he's like the next young quarterback. What do you think Joe Douglas's job security will be then when his bosses call him into the office and say, you could have drafted Zach Wilson or Justin Fields, and yet you didn't? What do you think? If you're Joe Douglas, if you're sitting here and you're yeah. the general manager of the New York Jets, is that a risk that you're willing to take? Do you honestly think that if that happened the way you described it, people would not be calling for his head, including quite possibly the Jets' ownership? Guess what? If Jets' ownership and fans are that stupid, they don't deserve Joe Douglas. I'm sorry. If, you're, oh if you care God. more about public oh – because, Chris, God. this guy that gets drafted could go to the Dolphins, and he's going to ball out. If Jets fans can't understand the difference between – what's the difference between the Dolphins' core and the Jets' core, that's on them. They are stupid. That is on them. But they the Dolphins are in a different like position, but they're in a completely exactly. different point so in, then their, why would we in expect their development. Them, so then but, why should no, we compare but, the same thing? It's not the same comparison at all. So let me – all right, let, let, me, let me ask you this then. The 2019 Cincinnati Bengals also finished 2-14, and 14, right? Mm-hmm. They had the number one overall pick. A guy rockets up the draft boards. His name's Joe Burrow. He plays at LSU, just won a national title. The Cincinnati Bengals last year had a ton of holes in their roster. They still have a, a, quite a few holes in their roster. They're not there yet. You're telling me that if you were the GM of the Cincinnati Bengals in 12 months ago, that you would have passed on Joe Burrow because the team is not ready for a quarterback? Is that what you're saying? Not saying that. Wait, you let know me, why I'm not saying that? Real quick. Yeah, go ahead, Dylan. So, all right, then what's the difference here? Well, actually, let me respond, then Dylan, go ahead. The difference is the Jets don't have the number one pick, and the Justin Fields isn't That's as good number as Joe Burrow. Pick. That's the big difference. That's the huge difference that we're talking about. Well, here. All right, let me ask you that. All right, all right, right let me ask massive. you this then. Maybe, maybe that's the route here. Out of these three quarterbacks, who do you think is going to have the best career in the NFL? Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Sam Darnold. Completely depends on where they go. 100% depends on where they go. I don't think any of them are that different. All else being equal, who do you think is most likely to succeed? Where are they Just going? All, are they all going talent. to the same team? Are they all going to the same team? Let's say yes. They're all in the same hypothetical team. They're in the same situation, just as an experiment. I'd say maybe Justin Fields. It'd be Justin Fields. I don't know. It's it's tough for me. It's tough for me. Maybe, maybe I don't. But I don't think Justin Fields is like a talent where you're like we got to spend this number two pick. We have to. He's a, he's a must get because we're not going to see a talent like this for the next couple of years. You're going to see talent like that over the next couple of years. It's it's not it's not okay, trouble. Are the Jets going to be in the position see. to draft him? Yes, That's the other thing. absolutely. Why would they change? But if they keep drafting the offensive linemen and build up a good core, like what you think offensive linemen are going to win him six games in a year? Yes, not just offensive. Okay, then that's linemen, phenomenal because no pieces. quarterback you draft is going to win no, you six no, no, games. Just, no, no, <laughs> Troy, Troy, Troy. If you have a good supporting cast and a bad quarterback, you will not be two and fourteen. You won't be good. You won't be winning a Super Bowl, but you will not be 2-14. and 14. You will be effectively stuck in NFL purgatory where you're winning 6-7. Occasionally, if everything breaks right, you win eight games a year. That's where the Jets would be or any team in that situation. We've seen that happen several times. <laughs> so now you're in that situation. Hang on. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> now you're laughing. in that situation. And two years from now, you're in. A, there's a quarterback that's really, really, really good. 
Um, hypothetically, he plays for Rutgers, you know, just keep it nice and unbiased. And he's projected to go number one overall. How do you get him if you're the New York Jets? Do you trade a ton of assets that you could spend better that's, building your team to go get him when Chris, you could have drafted someone here. two years ago and not have had to deal with that? And then Chris, you could focus on building around him. That's the problem here, Chris. That mentality. Jets fans are stuck with this mentality. What mentality. Thing. The only quarterback you can take is the guy who's a top two pick. In no, the draft. not the only quarterback. Because guess what? Take. The majority not of the, the best quarterbacks quarterback. in the league. If the, weren't if the second like a top quarterback off the board was Mac Jones, I would not I would not want the Jets to draft a quarterback. So you can get one. You can get a good quarterback early late in the first round. They're out there. You don't have to have a top. I would if five I were Joe Douglas, I wouldn't bank my future on it. Uh, guess what, Chris? My quarterback was a fourth-round pick, and he's top ten. Okay, in the but league. he's the exception to the rule. No, he's For not. Every a Dak lot of the Prescott, great quarterbacks, how Chris. How many Bryce Petties are there? Sure, there. Yeah, Chris. Sure, there's a lot, but a lot of these starting quarterbacks around the league, Chris, weren't top five picks in the draft. You don't have to spend a top five. The, the teams that no, do that are the, the teams that do it every get a four guy years. Who could be very good? Who I think will be very good. I'm very high on Justin Fields, and I'm very high on Zach Wilson. Do you notice the pattern though? The teams that do draft this early for a quarterback, they do it like every five years. Like it's honestly, Chris, for you guys, the Jets, you'd be better off being stuck in that purgatory around eight wins because no, right no, now you wouldn't. guys are stuck. No, we you're stuck in the two win purgatory. Because if they're stuck in that purgatory, if you're Joe Douglas, you're losing your job, and then the whole cycle starts all over again. Well, every Jets have to coach loses pick. their job right. over the past five years because they're stuck in the two win purgatory because they keep doing this. No, they don't. The, Troy, they, the Jets never won two games going back to the last time they were this bad. It was 1995, 1994. Well, they I win should this say, year when they, they had won uh, two Rich wins this past, game, right? this past season, right? Yeah, but, this, but I'm saying before, before that, that, the Jets were never a two win team. Season before, season before that? that, they were six and ten, right, or no, better. five and eleven, five and eleven. All right, five wins, not much better. It, it's, then they it's, were seven that... and nine. I thought the year before that too. No. What'd you say? They were. I thought they were seven and nine the year before that too. Right. Oh yeah, yeah. The year before, the first year of Gase, they somehow went seven and nine, but they basically won a bunch of games against bad teams after you know starting one and seven. Um, so like. They, but my point is they were like a middling bad team. They were never horrible, but they were never good. They were stuck between you – know, they would get the sixth pick a lot, and then it would go between six and like the 10th, 12th spot. My point is when a – the next time someone like a Trevor Lawrence comes up, whenever that may be, be it next year, two years, three years, whatever, you do not you, – you cannot bet everything on being in a position to get that guy. You don't need you don't need that guy. You, you don't. You don't need that guy. You don't. You don't need someone who's a top number one pick in the draft. You don't. Okay, you but, get a guy but later Troy, on. the odds of getting a a top quarterback at that pick are way higher than getting a getting someone in the fourth round the way the Cowboys did. And I think that's Not biasing your perspective a bit. I mean, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, both went later in in the draft outside of the top Middle five. Of the first like, round. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's where the Jets would fall if they went if they got six or seven wins. They would be set up for a spot like that. You don't need to have the number one pick in the draft. Like if you don't need it, you don't. Okay, Some years teams Joe don't Douglas, need to draft to QBs that early on. Get your franchise quarterback either. You can, Chris. And this idea that you, you can't get... develop on a bad team, it's just it's not true. It's not. I mean, you really, what quarterback has developed really well on a bad team? The reason why Sam Darnold isn't a good NFL quarterback? quarterback is because he's bad. He well, cannot read the field. What quarterback what? has done it? 
What quarterback? All right, well, let's go back. Let's go back the last few years. Let me let me look through the drafts here. Hang on, I want to I want to go. You can't even think of one off the top of your head because it doesn't happen. It does not happen. I'm sorry. While you're looking at that, okay. What about Baker Mayfield? Two years ago, same draft class. Yeah, they also brought in talent like Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, all offensive guys, and they have a top offense when he got drafted. And what was what was the Browns' record the year before he got drafted? Zero and seventeen. But guess what? They had two top five picks, so they were able to do more than just draft a quarterback. And the Jets have a ton of – they don't have two top five picks, but they've that's, got but that's enough my point. picks that if you have a good drafter, had, you're going to get good talent. They had the luxury of taking a, a, a top quarterback and also taking a top other key player for their team like Denzel Ward. They had that luxury. Jets don't have that luxury. You have a lot of draft capital, but that was something special that the Browns had. They had two top five picks in the draft. Like – that's, and Chris, let me ask you this. You guys get Beckton last year. Why wouldn't you want to add another elite offensive lineman where to a, you had two guys like that on your offensive line? Like you are going to be set up. But That's we a need, luxury but that many thing, teams Troy. don't have. Troy, our our needs in the offensive line are not a tackle. They're at guard and center. Panay Sewell okay, then, is a tackle. That's the thing. Then, we don't. You don't spend. You don't have to spend a number two overall on tackle when you can get. You know, you understand what I'm saying. If they didn't have Mackay Becton, I'd be more receptive to that argument. They have the 23rd pick. No, later in the draft. I'm sorry. Say that again, Dylan. You cut out there. They have the uh, the 23rd pick in the draft, right? Yes, that's their uh, second first. Yeah, so I, I think there's enough. Lineman there interior offensive lineman that that you could get there elijah vera tucker uh from usc i've seen a lot of people like him um there's just a lot of guys you get at guard later in that draft chris you exactly can, you can chris you can text me in like three years when the cowboys still stink and rub it in my face because they will they'll be bad still i'm sure or they'll be in that purgatory of not being able to get past the next step but you know what's going to happen in three years or four years when the Jets are talking about drafting another quarterback? I'm bringing this up. And for the rest of your right, life, the Jets will be in this four or five year phase and pattern where it's like, we need a new quarterback. Eventually, maybe eventually they'll get they'll get that franchise guy. It seems like every team eventually gets them at some point um, where it takes this maybe some year. time. They're gonna get the right guy. That is the curse. That is the that is the curse right there. You just said it. <laughs> no, but you this just is said a it. different regime. This is a different that's, front that's, office. Chris, you're coach. speaking. The, that's such a cliche. Like it's different this no, time. No, I believe it. No, no, it's not a cliche. <laughs> it's not. This is I can. You're a... trying to convince yourself, Chris. I can hear you no. convincing yourself. If you, you ask any Jet fan, what is your current confidence in Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, and they will. Be very enthusiastic about it. You, you know tons of Jet fans just from working at this station alone. Ask yeah. them. Do you Chris, think Salah and Douglas really are going to get the right guy? They the said answer they were really is going to be yes. Two years ago, too. Like, why do I believe it? No, now? no not in the staff. We were, uh, we were, we were confident in Darnold. No one liked McCagnan, and Bowles was pretty much a lame duck head coach when they drafted Darnold. So now you're confident in the staff, but not the talent. Because you don't have talent, you yeah, just traded. Troy, now they're right in a spot. They have the staff. So now it's one, but also... not the other. Well, no, but the staff. You want to get the staff right before you get the talent. Because if you get the talent I, and the staff stinks, you're like wasting you the talent. The, just like you want to get the supporting cast right before you get that key piece. 
Well, in a perfect world, you would build everything around and then get the quarterback, but we don't live in a perfect world. You got to get a quarterback when you oh. have the opportunity. Is that you, Chris? Yeah. I'm pulling this Greg Cody. He's got the he's got the phone ringing in the background. Um, Busy man. Yeah. I, listen, um, here's the thing. I'm not in my usual room for my home uh, broadcast, and it just happens to be uh, one of the phones plugged in right next to me. Do you guys have landline still? Yeah. Does everyone who have a landline? Has a landline? My, my my parents still have a landline. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. We got reports like years ago. Wow. I, I wish they it? did, because it rings it? all day. It rings all day. It's probably scam and... calls. It's scam. Yes. Nine times out of ten, it is not a legitimate caller. Do you need car and, insurance and, like, in Idaho? The one time it is someone, it's legitimate. It's someone who has both either mine or my parents' cell phone number. So there is no reason to have a landline in this house whatsoever. Useless. Yet we still have one. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Chris, it sounds well, like you asked your parents to get a landline. It sounds like you asked Troy. for a landline. <laughs> no. I'm trying to understand. Believe me, I'm trying I did to not. understand Troy. I'm trying to understand Troy's argument. So... You said build the O line first, right? And then go after the QB once the whole line's good. Like pretty well, at least better than what it is. That's better. your whole argument. Suitable. Right. So I guess then um my question to you, is that assuming that they kept Darnold or now that they already traded him, is it the still the same opinion? Because who are you gonna have a QB with Sam Darnold not in the team now? I don't I would, even know the, the it, I don't even know the depth it, chart. It would have been Sam Darnold just because I believe it was a cheaper rookie contract. Or it's like you get someone in the fourth round and see, like, maybe he's a Dak Prescott. Maybe he goes off. Like, this is where you can take risks, see how it works. You're not locked into anybody. You have cheap contracts. You can spend money elsewhere to build up your team. I think that's the best way to do it. And, Chris, come on. You're a Madden guy. You build these franchises all the time. You understand the importance of of spending money in the right places and, you know, having the, the proper contracts and building up in the right way. Chris, I know if we're talking about any other team here right now, you'd agree with me, but your, no, your Jets goggles are on. Your Jets goggles are on. No. His Jets what goggles. Are you talking about? <laughs> Troy, the first thing I do in a Madden rebuild for a team that doesn't have a quarterback is trade off as many assets as I can to get as many picks and then trade up for the first overall pick so I can draft a quarterback. That's the well, first thing I do. That doesn't and sound then like I build a good way to do it. And it works. That's like that's the Jets mentality. Got to have the number one. Pick. How is that the Jets? Do you do you think that Sam Darnold failed because the team around him was bad or because he yes. was bad? The team around him was bad. I, I think you're wrong. You you literally said that. You believed that, bad. Chris. You believed no, no, that. Chris. No, no, hang on a Earlier hang this on a year, you no, that's believed not what that. I said. No, yes, the team did. was bad yes, around you him. Did. No, I didn't. Chris, I said, you believe they no, let Sam Darnold down? No, I said. No, no, hang on a second. The team around him was bad. There's no question about that. <laughs> but that is not the reason why he did not do well in New York. Yeah, it is. If the team around him was good, he still wouldn't be a good quarterback. I disagree. Look at Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez drafted it with a high pick. Had a great team around him. He had a Super Bowl winning team around him. They would have won a Super Bowl if they had a good quarterback. You're, you're, you're having this misconception between good and elite. I'm not saying Sam Darnold is going to be a top five quarterback in the league. No, I, I'm not. He saying could more. have been. He could have been good enough to to get a few more extra wins. Absolutely, most quarterbacks in the league. I are think his ceiling is Case Keenum. You believe his ceiling is Case Keenum? Yes. I think it's a little higher than that. I do. Well, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's higher anymore because guess what? Confidence destroyed. As I said, those first couple of years in the league are, are everything, and the Jets ruined it for him. 
The Jets may have ruined Sam Darnold's career completely. That team let well, him down. He didn't let them that. I, well, no, no, there's no question the Jets did not run their team well when Sam Darnold was in his rookie deal. No question about that. And I'm not trying to whitewash that away. But you've also got to take into consideration the fact that Sam Darnold is a guy who had these flaws coming out of college, right? Yep. He I didn't like him in college. A little bit of turnover prone. His footwork was not the best. He had the arm talent. He had, you know, all the tools, the physical tools, and he still does. But he doesn't read the field very well. His footwork has gotten worse, frankly. It's not gotten better. And he's still turnover prone. Now, did Adam Gase and his staff help with that at all? No. He probably would have been a little bit better if he was in a better position. But I don't think he'd be good enough to be worth keeping around. I think he would have been like his ceiling, really, if he had been in a better situation, would have been uh dolphins version of ryan Tannehill, not the titans version you know why uh you know why sam Darnold's footwork probably got worse why because the guy was was getting sacked at like a higher rate than everyone in the league okay but here's the thing with that argument though his it wasn't like he was playing very well when he had a clean pocket and then when it broke down he played worse like if you go look at the deep numbers, that's not true. Almost thirty-five sacks a season. No, no, he was getting sacked. But my point is, when he wasn't getting sacked, and he wasn't he even had... playing every game. That that is that includes his mono season where he missed like half the year. Well, he missed like at least four games in every year. Yeah, imagine how many more sacks he would have had. Yeah, but my point is, no, no, but Troy, my point is, especially this year, there were times when the protection he had was actually decent, not great, but decent. Like enough time for a good quarterback to go through his progressions and make the right play. And he just made bad decisions with the football. That's what killed him. It's his decision. I, I, I disagree. I and disagree. I'm just not, I'm just not confident. No, no, but, but go back and watch him play. I'm serious. Go look at the tape. I, I mean, there are I so many play times a decent amount this year. When on Denzel Sundays. Mims would be open on one side of the field and there'd be two other receivers in double coverage on the other side of the field. Guess where Sam Darnold went with the football. It wasn't to the open Denzel Mims, who, by the way, is going to be very good next year. Sure. It was right into double coverage, and that was with Listen, good protection. Is, that was with time fans, to throw. That was without seeing ghosts. This is this is how fans cope. This is how they justify the decision. They they uh, listen. This I don't think a Sam great Donald trade. Made, I, sure. They yeah, they got a lot of value trade. out of it. They got a lot of value. They got out great of it. value out of it. What are you? I'm, and, and they weren't going to keep him anyway. I'm not, you know, it's great value they got out of it. Absolutely. I'm talking more about what they're going to do to mess up their next quarterback because I think this is just, I think it's going to be an endless cycle. I think they're going to draft someone else. I think they're going to mess him up. And I think in three years, fans are going to be like, yeah, he was making really bad decisions. He didn't have it. Wasn't cut out. No, no. Never progressed. Got worse. I think it's just, I think honestly what fans are doing with Sam Darnold, I'd be, uh, you know, I feel bad for Sam Darnold because I don't think it was him. I think Jets fans are, compensating and saying you know he was it was sam Darnold making bad decisions over and over again and they're they're already forgetting the amount of times sam Darnold was getting sacked from chris. the blind side the amount of times he was getting forced to throw interceptions late in the game like I, chris remind me he's coming did, back did troy make the point earlier about the dolphins core did he did he bring that up yes earlier? he did he did yeah yep. I, the dolphins offensive line last year was ranked 28th that's one ahead of the jets and they drafted tua at the five 
pick last year. So it's kind of the same scenario. The offensive line stinks, and they draft a the quarterback the to reset the franchise. Except their defense is what carries that team, is what makes them good. They have a good enough defense to rely okay, on that. That doesn't help the quarterback. The Jets have a decent defense. Oh, yes, it does. It does help the quarterback. It keeps them off the field for as long as possible. That helps them a lot. Good offensive supporting cast. The Jets good have enough, a good defense. Apparently. Or decent enough, defense, apparently. at least. Yeah. Listen, but here's, the Dolphins but, have but you see, surprisingly one of the best defenses in the league this year. One of the best secondaries in the league this year. One of the better pass rushes in the league this year. Like, they were... When you're that good on the defensive side of the ball, you're going to be in a lot of close games where your quarterback just has to go out there and do enough to make it okay. That's why we see a lot of close Bears games, too. Even when they don't have a good quarterback, their defense is good enough to keep their quarterback in the game because they keep him off the field for so long. But what I'm telling you, Troy, is my goal as a, as a football team, long-term, two, three years from now, is not to be in a position where your quarterback is good enough to keep you in games. I want to be in a position where my quarterback wins me games and I can trust him to do so on a consistent basis. Don't we all? Is that yeah, Justin Fields? Is that Zach Wilson? I don't know which no. one, but I, but their body of work is too good to not suggest that one of them will be a star in the NFL. It's too good. Look at what Justin Fields did at Ohio state. <laughs> Look at what he did at Ohio state. Look what Dwayne Haskins did at Ohio State. Like, so what? Not the same thing. Not Why? The same Why thing. is it not the same thing? Because they have a completely different skill set. Justin All right, Fields but their bo- his body of work. His body of work was too good to deny. Well, no, 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 no. It's not as simple as looking at the at the uh, um, the stats and saying, oh, uh, Dwayne Haskins threw all these touchdowns in uh, Ohio State. Let's make him the head of the football team. Um it's a little different because Justin Fields is much more tailored to the pros in the sense that he's, um, you know, better at going through his reads. He's a more accurate thrower. Uh, the offense was closer to a pro style offense. Usually his first read was open just because, you know, it's Ohio state, but that gets misconstrued as just because he didn't go through his reads as much as a quarterback at an above average school would have. That somehow, that somehow means that he means can't that he do can't it. Do it. You know, sports, you know, sports is, is, where is where we see recency, recency bias, bias come into effect, into more, effect than more than anything. I don't think there's, don't think there's any, denying any denying that. that. But, but, you know, I think, you know, I think uh, uh, we'll have to see. We'll, we'll come see. back. We'll, come we'll back. step aside. Step we'll step come back. back. We'll, we'll do some. Can we just talk? And time for Locks of the Week here on the Tuesday Crew. Jake Schmid, Dylan Allen, Chris Sikonis, and Troy DeSavino. Uh, a lot of good games this week. Baseball's first full week of action, full slate of MLB games, NBA, NHL, um, hockey, you name it. Uh, Troy, you want to start us off? No, I'll let Chris go first. He wants to go first, I think. I, I feel bad. I took it from him last week. <laughs> Chris, you got a pick? I, uh, I'm still looking for my lock, so I will defer to either you or Dylan. I have a pick. If Dylan is still, if you want to go first. Chris, why'd you ask for it if you didn't have a pick? You were like, I didn't ask me. for it. <laughs> you are putting words in my mouth. <laughs> Dylan, unless you have a pick, I can. I have one right up here. 
Okay, so no one has a pick. I'll just go. Uh, Can we just talk? <laughs> All righty, let's hop into it, guys. I I don't have I don't have it's it's a weird time. I don't know anything about baseball yet, so I can't really make these picks because it's the beginning of the season. You know what I mean? Like it's baseball is a tough one to bet on anyway, just because these margins are so small. There's so many things a, to bet on too, like you know, uh, yeah. so many things uh, to bet on. A pitcher can have a bad night, and it's like it's all—it's just—it's done. Or a pitcher I mean? can have a great night, and then the bullpen can mess it up, like last night at uh, Citizens Bank Park. Yeah. No, not the Mets. Anything? Yeah, very, very, not uh, un unorthodox Mets. It's weird. One of those I felt that, like the Wilpons the still on the team. Yeah, no. It, it's weird that the Mets like they have such these star players, but they don't have the right supporting cast to go with them. So all these. All they don't have a good bench. By their, they have a terrible yeah, all bench. All this hard work, all this hard work for their their big guy going out on the mound, throwing a lot of strikes and getting out of a lot of good innings. And it just all goes. To well, they took him out early right too. Supporting cast they, around. They took him it's out weird. when he was not even up close to eighty pitches. You, they, I wonder took, if that trend. I wonder if that that idea goes across other leagues like the NFL. Like maybe having a quarterback <laughs> isn't enough. Maybe you have to have a good offensive line. I'm too. sorry. I don't no, know. No, no, no. Troy. What, am, what Troy. am I talking? I don't Troy. know anything here. The fact that they only those crazy only two runs in that entire game, like, but that's only. But here's the three thing. and one was in the nine. Let's have the offense to win. They didn't even have like, Dom Smith like out pass. there. He didn't start. Did they say? had Pilar. Yeah, that I don't understand. Well, he's Smith starting but, today. I saw somebody knock some sense into Luis Rojas. Thank, thank God. Mm. That was because yeah, that you really showed him, Schmid. <laughs> they put the when you you know yank your best pitcher who's one of the best pitchers in baseball early with you know less than eighty pitches seventy seven pitches to be exact, and then the bullpen just messes it up like they always do. It was it was like four like Edwin Diaz's out there. It was horrible. Are you guys going to any games this year? Do you plan on going to any any baseball games? Yeah, once I get fully vaccinated, I'm gonna go. Yeah, okay. definitely. What yeah, are, same here. Have you checked out yeah. pricing? Because I, I, I have. I know the first I, week. I have it up actually right week, here. I was looking all fair. Oh, good. The first week for Yankees were a little expensive, but then they go down to like 20 bucks. It's not bad. And yeah, you, like yeah you can get like decent, you know, tickets. Mets I mean, are about the same. Yeah, like the Phillies really? too. They charge that much for, for the minor league? They, they charge that much? 20 bucks? Had I know that's I can where that get, was going. I can, get their, I can get their minor league rival. I can go to the Somerset Patriots. It's like $8. Yeah, it is $8 there. It's probably, it's going to be reasonably the same. Like, just because they're like, they're, I mean, they're in the, uh, you know, MILB now. Yeah, the Mets, they taper off. Yeah, like the first game, Mar- the home openers, you know, whatever, expensive. But then the second game is like 23 on Saturday. Marlins at Mets. And it tapers off to around between like 14 and then, um, and like during the week, of course, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty reasonable so far. I don't know why the Padres game is forty nine dollars on Saturday, June twelfth. I don't know why. I want to, I want to ask two. Well, there's one major reason for that probably, and I want to say two things. One, the Padres have a really great stadium, so yeah. I'm guessing that has something to do with it. Well, it's at the Mets. Get out. It's in Flushing. Oh, oh, it's in it's, Queens. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Then that's weird. I don't know why people do that. Okay, that's very weird. strange. Number one, I want to point this out. This is the third year in a row, and. Chris, don't even get me started in this stupid fantasy baseball league we're in with some other people from WRCU because it is the stupidest format I've ever seen. I don't even know how to see my player's stats. I'm not paying for this league. It is the stupidest setup I've ever. How are the Bush Geese with. doing? In that league, it's that that's a fun. league. How are you doing that this first actually, week? 
does it make sense to you that while well, we're down a little bit right now, but guess what? I've got six pitchers going tomorrow. So there's oh, a wow. big chance for a, a comeback. Yeah. Oh, we've got, yeah, we've got a lot going. Tomorrow, How many points so. are you down by? I'm down by like, 30 it's not it's not major not major at all. How, what, how are your weeks structured um it's well the first week was a little weird just because it's like a half a week so every week it's usually sunday to sunday but the first week since it started on a thursday it's like it's sunday to sunday plus that thursday to sunday so extra sense. extra games yeah 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 and i want to point this out i took tatis in the first round this is the third year in a row that my first round pick gets hurt and we don't know for how long yeah I don't know if you guys saw Tatis yesterday. He like dislocated his shoulder on yeah, the swing. I saw. It went down. Horrible. Tough. Yeah. I just I can't catch a break. I cannot catch no, a break. You're riddled with, with that this. luck there. Last year I, I draft Max Scherzer. He pitches one game in the season, then he's done. Like I cannot catch a break with baseball. Um and that that gets to my other point, which I completely forget. Um hmm. I just got so upset I forgot what I was gonna talk about. Wow! Anyone have any You're baseball talking about the thing? format of the league? Oh, well, that the, drives the me nuts. Extra innings runner thing? No, no, it was the format of the league in this fantasy league we're playing, Chris. It's the stupidest thing I've ever dealt with. I don't even want to look at it because I can't. It doesn't show me the stats of these players. It doesn't show me individual. It doesn't even tell me what they're doing <laughs> in a live game. All it does is to- shows me a cumulative team score, a cumulative team batting average. I just like, how am I supposed to know who's doing well? Are you sure you're not leaving something into... like hidden on a window or oh, something? It's... No, I'm, I've looked on the app. There's nothing. We're using Yahoo for this, which oh, why are we using that's Yahoo? Weird. Who uses Yahoo? Yeah, nobody like, uses Yahoo. Chris, do you have a Yahoo, Yahoo account? Not even for an email, honestly. Even I don't have a Yahoo account, and I'm literally a boomer. Stone Age is I like yeah. Yahoo for fantasy football. It's, I like for, it. I, fa- football might be different, but baseball, when there's daily games going on and I got to see my roster. There's a lot of matchups. Daily, yeah. It's way, I can't I can't see how a player's doing mid-game. It's just, it annoys me so much. If you're not using ESPN for fantasy baseball, don't talk to me because this is the stupidest setup I've ever dealt with. I love fantasy baseball. It is getting ruined for me right now with Yahoo Sports. I'm not even going to look at that league for the rest of the season because I cannot figure it out. And it drives me nuts. Um, ESPN, on the other hand, very fun. Enjoying that a lot. Even when my guy like Tatis gets injured in the first in the first week of fantasy baseball, I'm still having a much better time over there because I actually understand what is taking place. Also, it annoys me that everyone in this league has names that are puns of Chris's name because I have no idea who the heck I'm playing. I don't know whose idea it was, but it was bad. Um, and I thought people would change it by now. But Probably change their names. I think it was, and I, I don't get it. I think it's very dumb. Sorry, Chris. I like your name, but I don't want to name my team after your name. Well, I, I actually found it to be kind of mocking, actually. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't I think it was like my, nice. My name was being devalued, and yeah, no, you do I, not want to devalue your name. I so my team name no. was Baby Got Sack, like Sir Mix a Lot. Oh, okay. Okay. And um, that's actually put, creative. That's very like that. creative. Thank you. I actually like photoshopped Chris's face onto Sir Mix a Lot on the album cover, and no one said anything. And after that, I was like, all right, I'm done with this. This is so stupid. Wow. No one's even going to acknowledge what I did here. Um, and now I just feel like they're being mean to Chris, and I don't even want to partake in this league because, first of all, it's stupid that I don't know who I'm playing. All I know is I'm playing the Sultan of Sack. Um, Sultan and- of Sack. And I just, like, I don't know who I'm playing. I don't know how my players are doing. It's ruining fantasy baseball. I'm not even going to pay attention to this league because it makes no sense. The score is 14 to 9. That's not how fantasy baseball works. That makes no sense. What is it? How are the runs? How do you score it then? What are are the stats? You have to win categories. It's like you get one point if your team has a higher average than the other. You get one point if you have more home runs. Well, that's weird. What is this? This is the stupidest thing ever. Garbage. God. 
it's so dumb. It's so oh my god. And I I didn't know this until after I drafted. So the way I usually draft is completely useless based on this league. Like, oh my god. I just I don't want to look at it. I, I don't know. I haven't Chris. touched my lineup in like three days. Did you pay for this? I didn't pay anything for I'm it. I'm not paying. This is this is so stupid. This league is awful. The people in it, they're fine. I would love to do it with them in like a normal format, but why don't we just start an alternate um, WRCU uh, fantasy baseball league? We're already can you too do far one after the league. season start, or is there like a deadline? No, we could do it, but they're all. They're, no one's going to switch. No one's going to switch. Because I think Corey is the person who set it up. I think he does his league in Yahoo every year, which I just am very concerned for his well-being. If that's the case, because I don't know how anyone enjoys this. Um, so I don't think he'll switch. I don't know why you would do anything on Yahoo, let alone fantasy sports. <laughs> you know, it's you know, it's funny when I go to Yahoo fantasy sports and they tell me I can sign in with my Gmail. It's like <laughs> no one uses Yahoo, if that's the case. Like I can use Gmail to sign in. That's hilarious. But like that's like having a MySpace account or having an AOL email. Like no one no one does it anymore. Or searching Actually, on like Yahoo Bing was or never something. really like relevant. Yeah. All right. I've got It's like that the out. Bing of fantasy. Yeah, the I've, I I've heard Bing fantasy baseball is better than Yahoo, and I can believe it because is that even a thing? Bing? You have a nice background picture while you uh while you set your lineup. This is bloody awful. Oh, it is. A oh, thing. My. oh my god. This is awful. Oh, really? I didn't even know. It, it, just... Yeah, it is. Bing fantasy. It, oh my gosh. Hey, as long as they do the oh, bare minimum of yeah, telling yeah, you yeah. how your players are yeah. doing, then they're doing better because Yahoo can't. Even I did do not. That. I'm. Am I the only one surprised that Bing has a fantasy? Yeah, I site? mean, yeah, I, I they no still clue. have a like a website and everything. I thought they were done. Like, yeah, put that on. Uh, put that on uh, the poll, Schmid at WRSU Sports. Uh, did you know that uh, Bing has fantasy sports? <laughs> Wait, Bing isn't your guys' default browsers. You guys don't use Bing. 